0: It's turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright, thrilled by horror, at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the nerds from the crib podcast.
1: Welcome to Nerds from the Trip, the podcast where we review your favorite horror movies, series, books, and comics, as well as interview indie horror creators about their horror-related properties. But before we get in too far, I'm your host, Saul. I'm Greg. And David. And today, we welcome back a great friend of the podcast, uh, Jens Lund. How are you doing today? Thank you for coming on. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be on the show, and I'm doing great. We're back to um, to talk about uh, Blood and Issue 3. Yeah, a long time
0: in the making, the making. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I mean, um, you guys... If you go back to, I believe is like episode ten, and now we're up at to episode thirty eight. Oh, episode wow. ten, we we talked about Blood and Gourd issue one and two. We had at that time, Greg was uh, part of the uh, one of the host. I'm sorry, one of the guests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now he's one of the hosts So so uh, quick disclaimer before we get too far into this, uh, Greg does have something to do with with um, with Blood and Gourd issue three. Just you know, just throwing it out there. Make sure uh, you know everything. It's, it's um, plain and clear We're not trying to hide anything Actually, Blood and Gord is uh, one of the reasons why Greg actually joined um, the podcast Because <laughs> I had him on there I'm like, nah, I can't let this guy get away
2: He <laughs> <laughs> brought me to the crypt Yeah me
1: there. <laughs> uh, So Jens, um, how, has, um, how has life been since uh, episode 10?
0: It's been good. You know, um I'm I've been in Iowa since then, I guess. Um the big
1: move is, is that you're saying is that is that a good thing or is that a bad thing or is it a <laughs> well,
0: this this uh this uh polar vortex stuff's been awful, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh yeah, well, I mean, I'm in Texas and I'm
1: getting that stuff and yeah, I mean, I don't get down into like the the 20s and you know, low 10, uh, zero and below zero. But we get down to a chilling uh,
0: six degrees. <laughs> it's It's been really brutal here, man. And I'm not used to it anyway because you know, I'm from the Pacific Northwest and uh, I'm just acclimating still. But, man, I've got a chihuahua and it's really hard to coax your your chihuahua to go out there when the wind <laughs> chill factor is like, you know, 40 below. Oh, and my gosh. Like, oh, man. But yeah. he's, he's, he's a toughie, you know. He's out there. He's making it happen. I could
1: imagine I mean uh, Joe, I was usually pretty cold before uh, before the <laughs> cold actually happened.
0: Yeah, they're shaking all the time anyway so <laughs> so,
2: yeah, so,
1: so last time we talked, um, we I brought up that the Kickstarter was gonna um, be starting uh, for ish number three. Um, so can you just let
0: us know um, how all that went? Uh, well, it was successful um, and then um, I had the pleasure of working with uh, Jonas Sharf. Uh, who um, I don't I don't know if the listeners know or not, but he's he's exploding into the comic book world right now. Um, Bone Parish was one of the uh, things he's doing with Boom that um, kind of just catapulted him into. In an item i with um, working for Marvel now and stuff like that. So he's he's too cool for school. So he will not be making a Blood and Board number four. But um, he's actually introduced me to some other artists at Boom who um, are interested to. Um, to work with me. In fact, um, I can't commit to anything, but, um, there's actually a few, uh, bigger publishers that are, um, that are talking to us right now. So that's exciting. Oh, nice. Nice. And yeah,
1: issue number three has, I mean, issue one and two were, were beautiful. Um, but issue three, I feel like it's just, and you were sharing these, these uh, things throughout the whole process, keeping it up to date. And each time you brought him up, it was like, man, these things
0: keep getting better and better. These oh my God, freaking awesome uh, drawings. Yeah, he's excellent. I mean, and it's it's not just the art itself. It's his uh, his uh, blocking and stuff, too. I, 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 I keep telling him that you're going to be working in Hollywood, dude, because you seem to really get um, how to set up a scene just perfect. I mean, I like to give myself credit for writing a decent scene, but just it just naturally unfolds. And um, it's like, you look at those panels over and over again, and you're going to notice little details every time you do that. So a lot of it's nonverbal. Like I, I'll, I cut out some of the dialogue cause it just didn't need to be there. He was, he was telling so much with just the action.
1: We, I think we've talked about this before we even started recording,
0: but uh, a lot darker than, than um, the first two issues. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know, now life's been dark. Um, it's been a really kind of rough last couple of years. Um, a lot of stuff's went down and, I've been doing a lot of moving. I've had a lot of uh, time to kind of reflect on what I want to do with my life. You know, a lot of it's getting older. And I think that's kind of the theme of of issue three, too. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, I got a little bit of a flashback that goes back to 94 and stuff. You get that taste of, well, here's where they were, um, you know, when they were kids and all of these kind of failed dreams and stuff all culminating. And that's going to be a bigger, uh, a bigger point of the story as it gets closer to the end. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you make up for the past or can you, can you just learn to accept that things right. will never be what you wanted them to be?
1: But let me ask you this. When you go from, from um, artist to artist uh, to le- like, especially from like, let's say three to four and you already have an established character, like, the, like uh, the Gordfather or even like Vern or, you know, do they just go off of what you give them or do they try to change
0: or try to give their own spin on it? How, how does that work? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think certain people uh, know what works um, and they're like, okay, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And then there's other people who are like, you know what? I, I you know, I want to give it a little something extra. And um, to me, that's the fun part. Like even seeing Kitty, like one personal untucker shirt, next personal her shirt in. It's just, it depends on kind of how they play with it. And as long as it doesn't mess up the flow of the story I'm trying to tell, I try to give them that breathing room.
1: And one thing I, enjoyed about this this particular issue um and i think i'll actually all of them do but the the way they break up the the segments for um for groups of characters reminds me a lot of when i would be reading like stephen king's stuff um where (laughs) it breaks it up um for character groups and it
0: doesn't feel like you're just jumping around just randomly it actually does flow pretty pretty well well, I appreciate that because that's something that i always worry about and honestly it didn't go quite as smooth as i had hoped this time around but yeah i try to give enough so that when the characters are there, they have some sort of weight to them, so that when you can move on, you feel like, well, that wasn't just a waste of time. Because honestly, you know, I watch a lot of movies, uh, TV shows and read a lot of comics and sometimes it just feels like filler. It just feels like, well, why are we here? Why are we doing this scene? I always like to try to at least
2: make people go, well, he's setting up something. I I think like in the process, when you're bouncing ideas back and forth with me as to like, how are you gonna break these things up? You started with a very, very large idea, and you tailored it to fit um, what you were trying to work within the page count and uh, what what the the real story was going to be. And I think you, I, I know that you say like, oh, you know, it didn't come off like you wanted to, but I think it really, I I think you nailed it in in a lot of aspects, a lot more than you're giving yourself credit for, Jens, because. Each one of these little bits is such an encapsulated little story. I love the bathroom scene that you put together. Uh, the 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 uh, there's that that one um, coop scene where it's it's such a tight little story inside this bigger story.
1: And, yeah, and, and without giving away too many things, uh, one thing I really enjoyed is seeing the like the reflection of um, the. I know the little ones are called gourlins. What are the bigger, bigger um, pumpkin, actual pumpkinhead people called? <laughs>
0: um, I I don't know. You know, I don't know what they're called. Pumpkinheads, I guess. <laughs> Just like the Father is kind of a placeholder name. I mean, he's yeah, probably, you know, some um, elder god sort of thing that you know has it's it's some Gaelic name that you can't pronounce. You know, some ancient Celtic thing or something. And I've got some of that uh, lore is in there, but it's funny because. Um, it's it's always sort of this uh, tug of war between how much do you give away because the more you explain stuff the more it loses mm-hmm. its potency too you know
1: mm-hmm. kind of why um, I guess I didn't enjoy the was
0: the Rob Zombie Halloween you gave too much background into Michael Myers right yeah. I mean, it's so scary when you don't know something's motivations or right. what can kill it um, in fact you guys watch uh, Black Mirror at all I've seen uh, I haven't seen the whole series I've seen but I've seen um,
2: episodes it's, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's like it's so well written. And like I watched an episode, uh, one of the new season uh, uh, episodes recently, and it was it was the Metalhead episode. And it's like mm-hmm. this little robot dog that's chasing after these people. But the funnest thing about that, and that's what we're trying to do with Blood and Gourd, too, is you don't know what this thing's weaknesses are. You don't know what it, all it all the things it can do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you throw in vampires and werewolves and zombies and I love that stuff, but we know what the rules are, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's part of the fun is just coming up with what's this thing going to do next? Because we don't know what it, it can all, all it can do. So
1: and I got to say my favorite panel of um, the whole comic where um, the kid goes up the, the windmill mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you see the father just like come out and you, you don't really see any detail on him other than the, the
0: glow coming from his, the head. And it's like raining just drawn so beautifully. I, I really like how that part captures you know what i love about a monster movie you know um just just the fun of it just being on top of that thing and just i don't know it's 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 creepy but it's fun and um you know it's eerie it's like i don't know it's hard to strike that balance of of making it like a goonies adventure but also kind of spooky you know what i mean and that's that's the magical formula in my head and that's why I love Return of the Living Dead so much. And I always praise that movie mm-hmm. because it's fun. It's a roller coaster ride, but it's also kind of freaky at times where you're like, Jesus, that's pretty, that's pretty spooky. <laughs> that's
1: a- <laughs> kind of, it kind of reminds me at the end of, what is it, ep- episode one or issue one, um, where you can kind of see the, the girl kind of in the background mm-hmm. and you finally see him um, with detail. Um, at the end and it kind of just prepares you for the, for what's
0: coming next. It's funny too, because that, that panel with that kid on that windmill, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of people saying, does the kid make it? Is that kid going to be okay? Or did You just just set him up to get killed up there. And um, I love that. That means that, you know, that's when I know I did something right when they care about this random kid. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how much information do we actually know about this kid? And then we're just like,
0: Oh, what happened to him? (laughs) where'd it go? Right. And that's why, you know, I go back to the Coen brothers a lot because I study their movies. Like you wouldn't believe. And one of the things I really appreciate about what they do is they're able to introduce a character for maybe a couple of minutes, but there's a lot of detail and mm -hmm. um, it's, it's just so well done that you feel like you kind of know that person, even though they're only there for a second.
2: Yeah.
1: And the good thing is that you, you've actually gone back to, other characters that we, that we've met in the first couple of issues. We revisit everybody's favorite uh, Turkey neck. Vern. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um, I always love his love him when he's on, on the, on the, uh, the pages.
0: Yeah. He's, he's a cool character because I mean, I don't know. I grew up in a small logging town and um, I knew a lot of people sort of like Vern. And what, what, what's great about Vern though, is, you know, he's got that line yeah. in issue two, where he says, you know, um, something along the lines of, you know, if our, our, what is that? Or did I not use that line yet? I don't know. Anyway, something about, you know, if it looks stupid, but it works, then it's not so stupid kind of thing, <laughs> you know? And it's yeah. true, you know? And there's like, I don't know. There's, I like that you underestimate him at first. It's like, Oh, here's your typical redneck, but it's like, no, he's like data from the Goonies, man. He can make something out of anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: His weapon that um, he pops out here is is freaking awesome. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was I was happy to finally get to reveal the Screaming Eagle. You know, when, yeah. you, when you work on something for so long, um, little bits and pieces stick. Like we were really big on this idea of making these Franken weapons, and um, keep in mind this was back when we were starting to write the stuff in 2010. So since then, that that stuff's been done a hell of a lot more than when we started writing about doing that, some of that stuff. So for some reason, though, we just that that ended up staying in there. Just this idea of this ridiculous this ridiculous knife that does everything.
2: I, I remember when you brought me into the fold on it and you just kept talking, like we just like kept building, like going through um, what it, what it does, how it holds it. What, 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 you know, just, it, it was, it was always exciting. And then when um, Jonas started sending drawings of, of the item. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we both had, like, you were obviously like, you know, it's like something of your own, uh, of your own creation and to see it on paper. And I was like, Holy crap, nailed it. <laughs> well, he
0: put so much detail into developing it, and that's one of the things that's amazing about Jonas. Is he just he he just I mean he developed the whole thing. I mean this thing could go into production. He put so yeah. much detail into it.
2: <laughs> it's, it is insanity to like when when Jens would like kick over um, images and stuff like that, and it's like holy <laughs> like this dude is nuts. I can't believe he's like inside your brain, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I think is as hilarious though is that he um, uses it. And he has a little mishap with it, but we also see how how much of a badass Vern is when he doesn't flinch. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and I won't give away what happened, but yeah, we, yeah, it's 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 um it's pretty amazing. And I'm saying it with with um being like I've been waiting for for this for this issue to come out since we first talked about it because I I think when we first talked about it, yours y'all you didn't give out any information yeah. for issue three, and I was like, oh come on, we need more information. We need to know what's going on. You guys delivered again. You guys did awesome on issue three. So I'm, I'm like I said before, I'm just waiting for
0: more issues to come out. Um, just keep pumping them out for us. <laughs> well, hopefully that'll happen with the uh, like I said, um, getting a better. Uh, getting a publishing deal. Cause it's really hard, man. I mean, I, I basically run dead peasant myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that means I'm the one shipping the stuff out. That means I'm the one uh, doing a lot of the promotion for, uh, you know, trying to get people to buy the comic, doing the Kickstarter. It's just one of those things where it just takes up so much energy. It's hard to like be able to sit down and find the time to, to work on the next issue, you know? So I'm looking forward to uh, at least, you know, having, uh, having someone meet me halfway on taking care of some of the other, Business, business sides of things. Yeah, that'd be. That'd and be awesome. I did
1: want to, indirect here because I forgot to put at the beginning of the episode. But just guys, stay tuned for the to the whole episode. You're gonna learn how to get some free merch from Blood and Gourd. What? <laughs> so yeah. So um.
3: What's that there... writing process like, Jens? For like mapping out, you know, one, two, and three, and uh, this publishing deal, but like having to keep the stamina going for fans, but also. Um, like there's gaps between when the issues come out and like things happen in lives of writers and whatnot. And how does that like take shape when the issue finally comes out?
0: Um, like I said, a lot can change. I mean, i un- unfortunately it's taken about two years for each issue to come out and that's a long time. In fact, uh, some of the people who I had take a look at number three, the script and, uh, the final comic, They didn't know quite what to make of it because they hadn't read the first two issues in a long time. So they had to go back and reread those issues. And then they're like, oh, yeah, okay, now it makes sense. But it's like if you haven't read, you know, those issues for a couple of years and then you read issue three, you're going to be like, I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. definitely, It's it's, it's tricky. It's tricky business trying to get to a place where, you know, and just keeping the momentum of wanting to do it. Uh, Greg's heard me complain and threatened to never make another one a million times. (laughs) (laughs)
2: you were doing that at the beginning of three it was the best and then it was like and i i think honestly though like you nailed it with uh um you know a lot of stuff's happened in the last couple years i think making this comic for you and for the team itself i mean it was very therapeutic uh for all of us that were that were along the trip with you because we all had different things going on in our lives but this was something that seeing it through um at least for me And I'm, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure for you too, because it was like, this is a, this is a piece of reality that you could control, uh, with no other circumstances, you know, I mean, you, there are other things that, uh, have its place in the day to day but knowing that like if you notch out some time you're going to continue to truck forward with it and it was always nice to uh chat with you about stuff and you know read your emails about it and 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 you know text messages and stuff as as the kickstarter was going it was just a uh it was it was an escape from all the other crap that was going on in the day to day.
0: Well good man and, and like I said you do have a a lot a big part in this uh just keeping up the momentum keeping me uh you know, keeping the morale up and stuff. Um, and just, you know, your you know, and your feedback. Um, I'm pretty sure like when the pumpkin comes to life for the first time when they're hiding under the tractor and and the kid goes, What the balls? I think that was your suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> what
3: the balls?
2: <laughs>
0: that
3: sounds like a Greg suggestion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, what the balls. That's what that that's that that's what he says. That's great.
1: There's also this one. um Well, one part that made me think of Greg was when the little kids are running to the restroom, and then like, "Oh, great! What is it? What is it? Like, great, um great idea!"
0: And like, when do y'all listen to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, that, yeah. That was one of those. That that uh, that's one of my favorite uh lines in the whole comic because it just it really it captures that goony kind of vibe that I just love. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Way to go, them! Uh, that she just got us all killed. Since what do you guys listen <laughs> to me? Yeah.
2: It's, <laughs> <laughs> right uh you, you like you said earlier too like you um you know there's a lot of different folks that that had had uh hands in this and that's the cool thing too is that um even though you moved away from the northwest you still kept ties with a lot of different people, and you went out worldwide, you know, for this, and uh, you were able to like put together a really stellar team of, uh, of 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 folks that were putting in input, as well as people that were providing the art and and all the other, other details that went into this. I mean, shoot, even your Kickstarter squad was like on point, dude. You're bringing in people all all the whole entire time.
0: Yeah, I should mention that too. The um the t shirt design for the t-shirt that we did for the Kickstarter. Um, that's Nick the Hack Gucker uh, who did that design. And he's uh, pretty uh, kind of famous around Seattle for uh, uh, Seattle Crypticon. He usually does the designs for those. So it was cool to get to work with him too. Um, I just, you know, the Northwest is, is one of the characters in that, in that comic for sure. And I, and I definitely don't wanna lose sight of that.
3: That was something um, I know we've reviewed one and two before but in reading this, I saw a lot of like Olympia signs, as well as like in the Northwest, um, pumpkin patches are a big thing. And so, how does that continue to like play a role in what the story evolves into? <laughs>
2: David wants the inside track. He wants he wants
1: um, scoops for number four, in so But <laughs> David, trust me, they, they won't give it up.
0: <laughs> I tried. I tried the last time. Well, as you saw in issue two, also there's this definitely going to be this. Uh, this heading to downtown, which I'm really excited about. In Mm -hmm. fact, I'll I'll level with you guys in the original script, the stuff that happens on Henderson farms was just like the first, uh, it was like the opening of most horror movies where Hey, they're at this event and all of a sudden this thing happens and then they shift to something completely different. That was originally the plan. Um, Like I said, Kitty turned into a character all on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, I cared about the farm hands and the people on the farm. And um, But I have this whole other story of in characters that takes place downtown. You could almost say that the, my main characters that I originally wrote are the downtown characters. So I'm hoping that this works out really well. Well, you're going to love a whole other set of characters, but I want to complete this arc on the farm first so that people feel that, that that's satisfying. But eventually, basically, you're going to have your farm arc, your downtown arc, and then you're going to have your big finale um of where everything oh. comes together and the sun's setting fast and it and they've got to basically figure out what's happening before midnight uh because then perpetual halloween will will set in
1: oh and, then,
0: and then we're all set for the
1: um release of the of um the blood and Gore movie right in halloween right
0: hollywood <laughs> i hope so i you know i it was originally a, a film script which i think i've told you guys before and it just it really does need to be a film i feel like that's oh, that's sure. what it was always meant to be i, I think oh, yeah. I you see. got it
2: yeah you got some great ideas that are that that all come together and if it was in a film oh dude was there any um any
1: surprises that you've um encountered since launching the Kickstarter to even
0: now where, where blood and gore three is already out. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean the, the, the consistency with the, I mean, there's times I'm like, no one even cares anymore about this. Why am I still doing it? And um, all of a sudden there'll be a write up about it. Like all of a sudden there'll be a thing that'll pop up. Like why you need to read blood and gore. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Um, It's, it's out there, you know, and and I'm surprised that certain people have like told me that they've read it. And I'm like, where'd you even get a copy? You know what I'm saying? So, (laughs) You know, I'm I'm happy when I ship stuff off. I'm like, okay, there's people from all over the United States and in some cases, Europe. And I'm like, I don't always know where they find out about it, but it's exciting. And it it makes me uh, think, okay, well, if there's enough people who want more, then, you know, we can keep doing this. I give credit to you, the writing of the the story that even
1: with these two two year periods, people are still invested in and still want to keep hearing
0: more of the story. Well, and I set up a lot number three, too, as you can tell. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are finally waiting to see Mr. Pleasant and the Gordfather, you know, um, have their <laughs> conversation on top of the greenhouse. Oh, yeah.
1: So um, is there anything, anything you can um, give out, like, I guess, uh, trying, to, trying to go back to what, what Dave was trying to do, anything you can share with us or uh, any, uh, what's it called? Uh,
3: Teasers? Spoilers? yeah.
1: There no, not. I don't know about spoilers, but teasers.
3: <laughs> Pumpkin seeds.
2: <laughs> he wants to um, drop some seeds. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. Um, so you were talking earlier about like, what are the name of the people with the pumpkins on their heads and stuff? Well, um, um, and you know, I don't want you guys to worry that like, oh, they're turning into zombies. It's way more. It's a little more interesting than that. Now that. Um, um, the Gordfather, um, the Gordlings carve, the, carve up the pumpkins and then they rise and they, they shamble around glowing and they can do some really cool stuff. But mostly they're like walking seed dispensers, too. Um, mm-hmm. But you're going to start to see that the Gordfather has a power that I haven't even revealed yet. That's going to play a huge role. In, and there's actually a character who, was, who you think was killed in issue one, who you're going to find out actually survived his pumpkin attack and it's oh, actually a pretty, It's a pretty loved character too. Um a lot of people have told me that one of their favorite things about the issue is some is is some stuff that goes down in the beginning of it. Because it reminds them of their own families like going to the pumpkin farm and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um is the goat. It's the goat. It's the oh goat, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so loved. Oh, is this the the uh the prequel
1: to um the witch Black Phillip.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> this is this is Black Phillip's like great great grandfather or like a grandson or something. Great great goat son. There, there is go. a lot more witch stuff going to come into this though. Um, you know if there's a Mister Pleasant. There's other people like Mr. Pleasant out there, too. And then, of course, Seminole's going to want to know why all their shareholders are disappearing at the farm. Things are going to get weird. Um, oh, nice, our nice. mantra has been wilder, wilder, faster, faster. Oh, and so it's, yeah.
1: So how you said you were gonna have the the farm series, or you're gonna have the the city the city arc and all that? It's gonna be like like a Resident Evil, where you start off small, then you get a little bit bigger, and you get a little bit bigger, uh-huh.
0: and you get a bit bigger.
1: That's yeah, but not cool, too right?
0: big, because finally the series lost me. I I would say, um, you know, it, it'd be disingenuous of me to say that playing Resident Evil when I was younger didn't have a whole lot to do with some of the things in this in this series as well with <laughs> the inspiration of the fun stuff like nemesis is one of my favorite things of mm-hmm. time um, I'm dying to play Resident Evil 2's remake man I don't have a PlayStation 4 yet but um I promise myself if I get a, a good publishing deal, I'll buy myself one. But I really want to play uh the remake because oh my god, Mr. X looks incredible and all mm. that stuff. But anyway, yeah. Um the series locked me around. I, I think it peaked for me in uh, Resident Evil four. Um oh, I remember playing five and going, I'm not invested. And then I haven't really been invested since in the series. Anyway, I don't know. It, we got it, 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 happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens with this with our podcast. We go, yeah. go off the rails. <laughs> off There's the rails. It's yeah. important because it's a part of the process and part of the inspiration. Um, I, I love, you know, people uh, say that the story sucks in Resident Evil, and I just don't think that's true. I mean, the voice acting has always been pretty atrocious. <laughs> yeah, soundtrack is good, but the lore is awesome. I mean, I remember playing the original Resident Evil and like being really invested in all the stuff that Umbrella was doing and yeah. all the experiments, and yeah, it's good stuff. All
1: right, so um, let's go ahead and talk about our giveaway. All right. So this is where, how it's going to happen, guys. Um, you need to, once, once this episode is live and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all you need to do is go ahead and share it. But you need to tag us and tag Blood and Gourd, which is, is, is just um, at, at Blood and Gourd, um, and use the hashtag Blood and Gourd. Um, and make sure to use the word and um, make sure that um, it actually actually. Spell the word and, and then uh, you'll be entered to give, uh, to get some uh, free stuff. Um, Jens, what, what can, um, what can they win? Um, I will throw in the first three issues in a t-shirt. Awesome. And it's going to be one winner. So guys, so anyone on Twitter know on Instagram and on Facebook who, who shares and uses the, the tags and the hashtag will be entered in there. And then we'll let you know if you won. Um, is that in the U.S. only, gens
0: or um, anywhere? Or, um, uh, that's tricky. Shipping, shipping is still a pain right now. So yeah, well, I guess I guess for sorry, sorry everybody else, but just for <laughs> I still have I'm still shipping stuff up from the Kickstarters. So I don't have any money. Yeah. So. yeah, it's 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 just in the U.S. Unfortunately,
1: we'll go ahead and uh, let's see. Um, we'll figure out a, a, a limit of uh, when when you can enter and um, let's say the. We'll say two weeks, three weeks after after this comes out, and I'll, I'll make sure to tweet about that. That way, you can have enough time to share this and make sure you um uh, do all the stuff we said. And um, also, you can visit uh, webleedhalloween um to see more stuff uh, that that Jens has available for you to purchase. And um I don't know what what else do you, do you want to make sure we we talk about, Jens
0: um we i appreciate that um the more people buy stuff the more i can afford to ship stuff so that's that's always really useful um but no uh yeah and i've got a really cool t-shirts on there and some other stuff too um yeah check it out and if any of this sounds interesting to you um there's also digital copies you can download too so um if if you are uh in some place where you know it costs a lot to ship, you can also have the digital option as well. It's all there at uh, WeBleedHalloween.com, and I just want to you know thank you guys for having us on, and um, just you've been uh, probably one of the most supportive podcasts out there for Blood and Gourd, and we really appreciate it. Oh, it well, was our pleasure. Uh, I.
1: One of the things that I think when when we started kind of uh, turning the podcast more into um, being split between movies and and doing the interviews, is one of the things that I wanted to do was actually uh, support the indie creators while they're in their in their Kickstarter phase, and then not even that after afterwards, you know, continue to to push um, and help the, help um, the indie creators because honestly, the indie creators I love I love the mainstream stuff and all, but I I have so much more love for for indie creators and indie indie comics and, and and so forth.
0: Well, we're getting killed out there to be honest with you. You know, basically it's just uh I mean Disney's got such a stranglehold of all the all the messages yeah. that get through, you know, the media. Um you do a Google search uh like for news and I mean there's times it's really frustrating cuz it's like, you know, I don't have the means to do a zillion hashtags and have a PR firm and all this stuff, get Mm. our stuff out there. So it just, it takes a lot of work. And, and that's the other thing I always like to say too, anytime I have a a microphone is um, make your own comic books, man. Uh, If you want to support me buy my stuff, but also go make your own stuff. Let's prove uh, let's, let's start 2020 off with a whole new generation and new ideas As much as I love Star Wars and all this stuff we need new IP we need people to go out there and really put themselves and their content out there and just go look this is this is what I love it's the whole you know when you're in love you want to tell everybody about it if you've got an idea like that please make it and get it out there we really need it
1: so do you have any any um, tips or any
0: um, anything for for up-and-coming writers just, uh, just keep writing, study the movies you love, read the books you love, start to figure out kind of why you love them, start to tear them, tear them down. Um, there's really good stuff on YouTube. You can watch like Lindsay Ellis. Uh, she's fantastic. She really breaks down film in a, in a, in a really comprehensible way. Um, yeah just study it. i mean if if you want to learn to write right, and then I study Dan Harmon like crazy. He's one of my heroes. I actually finally watched community uh, for the first time this year. Oh. <laughs> I've watched um, the ship. I watched the series like four times. <laughs> it's so good. And I mean, I was always a Rick and Morty fan, of course, but he really knows how to uh, hit all those those hit all the boxes as far as like still be hilarious, but still have a lot of heart to his characters where you're kind of like tearing up at the end you know it's it, exactly that's what i said
1: uh when when um I, I don't i don't tear up i don't cry a lot in tv shows and movies and i was telling my wife really the end of community is the one's gonna make me uh tear up really <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's good man follow, follow yeah. who's good and like i said coen brothers i study everything they do I, I i've watched the ballad of buster scruggs probably 10 times um really love that opening one the most um, but yeah, just get out there, study, um, follow what you love, uh, do what you love. Cause if more people did that, there'd be less assholes in the world too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll
1: g- we're going to, we're going to go ahead and, and leave it there, but remember guys, we bleedhalloween.com. share the episode and it comes out Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, tag us, not only at nerds FTC, but also at blood and gourd and um, you will make sure to leave those in the in the episode description and use the hashtag blood and gourd and um, we'll get entered in, you'll get entered into that uh, into that little um, giveaway one winner issues one two three and a t-shirt of blood and gourd and um, yeah thank you Jens, for for um, not only Coming on again, but always keeping us in, in the loop of of what's going on and um not even just us, just keeping you know, the fans um in the
0: loop of what's going on with the issues. Like I said, it's my pleasure and I and I appreciate you know you guys doing what you do to to let people like me have some sort of a voice out there. That's really great. And Greg, we gotta work on something else oh, together. Yeah. I told you that, uh Nineteen nineteen, I'm telling you, It's gonna be good stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. We got some, we got, we had some good conversations, um, about things. And I think, I think there's some things brewing. I think there's some things brewing. For yeah, sure. I And mean, I mean, like I said, we'll have you on here again. And anyways, like I, we were joking
1: earlier, I just, any, any time I reach out to somebody, it always ends up being that Greg is tied to them or
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. always there, man. He never goes anywhere. He's just always there. It's like, Hey, I hear somebody, someone's breathing on me. It's Greg. Oh,
2: sorry. <laughs> I know I live in people's under their beds. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Hey,
0: look at my decorative plates. It's like Greg. It's three a.m. Need to go home. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't help
2: it.
1: (laughs) You know, decorative plates haven't come up in the last couple of episodes. So good throw, good throwback there.
2: (laughs) Oh, right there.
1: (laughs) All right, Jens. um, Once again, thank you very much. Um, And I want to thank everybody for for joining us today. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: are you a fan of things that go bump in the night chills up your spine paralyzed by fright thrilled by horror at the center of a chat then welcome to the nerds from the Crip podcast